Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are hot girl walking and talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and I am so beyond honored to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come hang out and get empowered and change your life. If you're new here, this podcast is all about becoming the best version of yourself mentally, physically, in every way. My intention with creating this podcast was for you to be able to have something super empowering to take with you on your hot girl walk. And when I'm talking about a hot girl walk, I do not mean anything related to how you look. A hot girl walk is a mindset. When I talk about a hot girl walk, I mean getting outside, moving your body, taking 20 or 30 minutes to focus on you. And the main part of a hot girl walk, it's not just about moving your body. It's about listening to something empowering while you're doing it so that your body's getting exercise and so is your mind. Because when it comes to empowerment, when it comes to leveling up, the best thing that we can do is create daily habits that focus on truly leveling up. So if you're listening right now and you are out on your hot girl walk, girlfriend, I am so proud of you. Get moving, pull your shoulders back, adjust your crown. You got moves to make today, sister. And if you are not hot girl walking, maybe you're just hot girl chilling, maybe you're hot girl grocery shopping, whatever it might be, the point is that you take this time, you take this 20 minute episode and you use it to focus on you becoming better, more confident, building your self-esteem. That's exactly what we do here. And if you find your thoughts starting to wander, or maybe your mind starts to think about what you've got going on later today, or the emails that you have to answer, or getting the kids to soccer practice, or whatever it might be, as soon as you feel your mind wandering, just bring it back in. Come back to the present moment. When I talk about this concept, it's basically mindfulness, which is pretty hard to do at first when we're used to letting our thoughts wander. So as you start to practice mindfulness, it's not about judging yourself or being upset that your mind is wandering. It's just about bringing it back to the present moment. So as you start to feel yourself get away from focusing on what I'm saying, focusing on becoming better, as you start to feel that, just bring it back to the present moment. It doesn't matter how many times you have to do it, the more that you practice it, the easier it becomes, the more normalized it becomes in your life. We are diving into a whole bunch of stuff today, but right before we get started, I just want to say, if you are feeling generous, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, let somebody know that what we're doing here is changing the world. We're here to empower women. If you know somebody that would benefit from listening, tag them show them what we're doing, bring them along for the ride, because at the end of the day, this is all about changing our lives. And the more women that are on board, the more successful we become, the more empowered we become. And there's something that I want to touch on before we jump into it. This is kind of a side note, but it also brings a really important lesson. So I was supposed to record a podcast episode yesterday and the day totally got away from me. I had a bunch of different things going on and I kept saying, okay, I'll do it after lunch or I'll do it after this client or I'll do it after X, Y, Z. And before I knew it, it was the end of the day. The podcast didn't get recorded. And for a second, I thought to myself, wow, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you let it slip. 
and then I realized, no worries, I'm just gonna jump back on the train tomorrow, doesn't matter. But it did remind me that when it comes to doing things that are important to us and things that we set as a priority, the best thing that you can do to set yourself up for success and ensure that the things that matter most get done, schedule them at the beginning of your day. If you've ever read the book Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy, I believe, he really brings this concept home by basically saying there's only so much that we can do in each day and if we make everything a priority, then nothing becomes a priority. So when it comes to getting the important stuff done, schedule it at the beginning of your day. Eat the frog is what he calls it, right? Do the uncomfortable thing first and get it out of the way. Because when we schedule something at the beginning of our day, there's a lot less going on, especially when it comes to like working out or doing something that really should be a priority, but we tend to put on the back burner as the day goes on. When we put that thing at the beginning of our day, there's not much that can really distract us from getting it done. However, as we go through our day and unexpected meetings come up and phone calls or whatever the case might be, it's a lot easier to justify not doing that thing because we get busy. So whether it's something that you enjoy doing or something that maybe you're not looking forward to as much but you know that it's going to have a huge payoff for you, don't let it slip. Don't let the day rush by. Don't let other outside factors distract you from doing the things that you know you need to do to be better. Put them at the beginning of your day as much as possible and get it done. It might feel uncomfortable at first or you might be thinking, I definitely am not a morning person. How am I supposed to do these things first thing in the morning? I promise you, The more that you work on becoming a morning person, the more that you tell yourself that you can do the thing that feels impossible, you'll get better at doing it. You will become that person. This is what we talk about every single day on this podcast, getting uncomfortable doing things that prior to working on ourselves, we would say, nah, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a morning person. I don't like to work out. I don't like to eat healthy. Yeah, the more that you tell yourself that day after day after day, of course, your brain starts to believe it. So we need to retrain the brain to think some new thoughts. I don't want to throw too many books your way, but that does make me think of another book that I read, which was really, really good. It's called Soundtracks by John Acuff, A-C-U-F-F. I guess today is just a book recommendation day. So this book, Soundtracks, is so incredibly written and it's basically saying that over time, our brain gets accustomed to listening to the same soundtrack. Whether it's positive or negative, which a lot of the times it's negative, as we repeat the same thoughts and we live out the same painful memories day after day, that becomes our soundtrack. That's what's playing on repeat in our head. And the powerful thing about the way that our brains work is that we can change the soundtrack. We can put on a new soundtrack, but it takes effort. And if you're thinking that it might take too much effort, look at it like this. Even if it doesn't feel like it, it took a lot of effort for you to get that negative soundtrack looping over and over in your head. All of the pain that you had to go through, all of those moments where you feel like garbage, that was creating your negative soundtrack and that took effort so moving forward creating a brand new soundtrack with a happier more positive sound to it yeah it's gonna take work 
but which one do you want more? If anybody reads that book, Soundtracks, let me know what you think about it, because I think I read it last summer, so I don't remember all of it. I just remember being really captivated by it. It was written very well. I'm curious to know what you think, so keep me updated on the Soundtracks book. But if you're not choosing to read it, that's okay too. Just take away the concept that we're talking about. You have a soundtrack playing in your head right now. We tend to think pretty much the same thoughts all day, every day. There is a percentage, I'm not sure what it is, but it's really high, where basically the same thoughts that we're thinking today were the same thoughts that we were thinking yesterday and the day before that and last month and last year. And as these start to build up, it starts to become normal. We start to think that maybe we're just supposed to be in a negative headspace. Maybe we're just supposed to be depressed. Maybe we're just supposed to have anxiety because for the past however many days, weeks, months, and years, we've been thinking the same way and reacting the same way to those negative thoughts. And that becomes so detrimental to our health, eventually we don't even realize that we're doing it. A lot of people, I would say a lot of people, are really stuck in their negative soundtrack because they don't even know that they're thinking the same thoughts that they thought yesterday. They wake up and they're already in a bad mood and they have no idea why. But when they wake up, they're already thinking the same stuff that made them angry and upset yesterday. And as long as we remain unaware, not much is going to change. And that's why most people go throughout their life thinking the same negative thoughts, having the same bad experiences, and usually they wonder, why is nothing changing? But the main reason nothing changes is because we don't take action to make the changes. So now that we are becoming aware, and now that we know that there could be a negative soundtrack, we can start to listen. Because the other thing about the soundtrack in our head, and I'm pretty sure he covers it in the book, even though the soundtrack is always playing, we're not usually aware of it. It's playing subconsciously. So yes, we're hearing the thoughts, but we're not actually listening to them. They're just playing in the background. So once we become aware of those and we start to bring them to light, we can start to notice where the negative thoughts are happening, when do they tend to happen, what tends to happen afterwards when thinking these negative thoughts. So if you're somebody, let's say, who has panic attacks and you're trying to figure out why you're having a panic attack, the best thing that you can do is start to become aware of your thoughts and the situations surrounding you right up to the moments leading to that panic attack. Because there's always a trigger. There's always a stressor that induces that negative, stressful situation that can turn into a full-blown panic attack. I was actually just talking about this with a client this morning. Uh, I used to have terrible panic attacks, and actually, when I would have panic attacks, like, the normal things would happen where I would get very hot and clammy, my heart would be racing, I would feel just completely overwhelmed, but I would take it a step further in my panic attacks because I would actually pass out. I have a scar on the back of my head from a time that I started having a panic attack, and I fainted, and I fell down, like, four concrete steps. 
Then there was another time I was in a very crowded church. I'm pretty sure it was for confirmation because I remember a whole bunch of other kids being there and I got so overwhelmed because I was so nervous that I had to walk up to the front of the church and do whatever needed to be done for the confirmation. And as the music was playing and as the service was starting, I happened to be right on the end of the pew. Uh, I started to have a panic attack and I fainted wiped out, fell right down into the middle of the aisle. I had this giant rug burn on my face for probably two weeks. Like it was just ripped open. So I'm telling you this because I understand panic attacks. I understand uncontrolled stress. But I also learned as I got older that there was always a trigger that would lead up to that panic attack. And we can apply that to any negative situation. If you're starting to feel overwhelmed, if you're starting to feel stressed out, there is always a trigger. And maybe for right now, you can't point them out because you're not used to looking for them. But as you move forward and as you start to become stronger in your journey, you have to become more aware of what's going on all the time. So as you start to feel more overwhelmed, if you feel like your heart starts to beat faster, maybe you're starting to get a headache, Take a look around. What is happening? And maybe it's not a situation. Maybe it's something that a person said. Maybe it's something that you have to do tomorrow or next week. Or maybe it's something that happened quite a long time ago, but it just comes back into your memory. Whatever it is, there is always a trigger. And once we can start to identify the triggers, we can reroute the pathway so that we don't do the same thing that we always do whether it's having a panic attack or freaking out or crying, we don't need to do the same thing we've always done because we're identifying why it's happening in the first place. So we're talking about a lot of different things here. We're talking about negative soundtracks. We're talking about triggers that lead up to overwhelming responses like panic attacks or stress in general. So what can you start to do to grow and heal and mitigate these situations from happening? Like I said, when it comes to the negative soundtracks, one of the most powerful things that you can do to take control and change that negative soundtrack into a more positive one is simply by becoming aware of what you're thinking, which is difficult to do at first because our brains are on autopilot most of the time. We don't have to think about brushing our teeth. We don't have to think about the way that we drive to work. Our brains are mostly on autopilot. So if you have been hearing negative thoughts in your head for years, you probably don't even hear them anymore. They just happen to be there and they just keep chipping away at your self-esteem and your confidence. So we need to become aware. We need to start calling them out. And you might be thinking, okay, so once I start to call them out and I become aware of them, then what? And this is a really, really great question. So I want to make sure that as you're going through this, as you're really focusing on becoming better in this specific area, that you get very intentional about recognizing that negative soundtrack. And when you feel and start to hear that negative thought, you can reroute the thought. I know I've said this before, but it's so powerful. We typically don't have control over the first thought that comes into our head. That's just instinct. And especially if you've only been hearing negative thoughts for years, it could be most likely that that first thought is going to be negative. We can't control that. But instead of beating yourself up about not being able to control that first negative thought, 
Focus on being empowered by the fact that you can control the second and the third and the fourth thought after that. So now that you are catching that first thought and it happens to be negative, you can counter it with something more positive. This is not an affirmation. This is not faking it until you make it. It's rewiring your brain. And I think that people talk about faking it till you make it with positive affirmations because they don't actually understand what it takes to rewire the brain. We need to fight against the norm so that we can change it and adapt it and make it what we want. And even if it feels completely phony at first, it won't feel that way forever. It will become more normal. And I do not want you to think that you can't do it for fear of judgment because nobody has any idea on the outside what you're doing. You don't have to tell anybody that you're working on it. Just work on it. I think we hold ourselves back a lot because there's this perception that somebody's going to judge us, but especially when it comes to something like rewiring our brain, nobody has to know. And even if they do and they have something to say about it, so what? We do not have time for their opinions and just because they think something does not make it true, sister. And if you want to get deeper into this, you can absolutely take this to the next level by starting to uncover and unpack why it is you think that negative thought in the first place. So I was just having this conversation with a client today where she is in this habit and it's been happening for years where she always calls herself fat and she always picks on herself. And the more that we dug into that, it's not just about changing that thought for a positive one. It's also about figuring out why we believe it in the first place. So as we started to uncover what was behind her telling herself that she was fat, we started to realize and really dive into the fact that it had to do with how her parents perceived her. And when you're working on this, whether it's in therapy or it's with a coach, whatever it might be, when it's happening, it feels so overwhelming because we're basically uncovering a wound that has never healed. So we're bringing it to the surface, we're talking about it, we're walking through it, and it's so uncomfortable because we don't want to feel that pain. But the reason, ultimately, that we continue to feel the pain is because we're not healing it. So we need to let it be uncomfortable, we need to work through it so that it can finally heal. So we don't have to keep going back to it month after month or year after year and uncovering that open wound and letting it hurt all over again. We don't need to waste that energy. So what I want you to think about, especially if you're somebody who is working with a therapist or maybe you're working with a coach, whomever it might be, I want you to think that it's supposed to be uncomfortable and if you allow it to be uncomfortable and painful right now, and you truly work through it, it is not going to continue to haunt you. You don't have to keep going back to it because you've actually worked through it. And I know that you can, and I know that it might feel terrifying. It might feel like you absolutely cannot go there because the memory, the thing that is haunting you feels so powerful and it feels like you don't have any way to fight back but you do. And if it's something that you've been thinking about, maybe you've wanted to talk to somebody, but you're not sure where to start, please, please, please send me an email. Ask me any questions that you have. I would love to point you in the right direction. Even if you're not thinking about working with me, that's totally fine. My goal 
is to make an impact and empower women on every level, no matter what route they choose to take. So the fact that you're here right now and you're listening to this every single day and you're working on bettering yourself, if it feels like there's something deeper that you haven't been able to really work on and you want to work on it, but you're not sure how to take the first step, just let me know, girl, I got you. If it's not with me, we will find the right direction for you to take. Here's what I want you to take away from this. If your heart is telling you that it's ready to make more change and take a more aggressive approach to healing and growth, I don't want you to ignore that. I know that it feels terrifying and it might feel like it's impossible to achieve, but if there's any part of you saying, yes, it's my time, I want you to jump on that. Do it scared. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And I want you to take this energy that you're feeling right now. I want you to take it, carry it throughout the rest of your day, the rest of your weekend. Your light is radiant. You deserve to feel it and others around you deserve to feel it. So get out there and do amazing things. And I will catch you on the flip side.